0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل أمة يدخلون الجنة إلا من أبا قيل ومن يا رسول الله قال من أطاعني دخل الجنة ومن عصاني فقد أبا أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected sisters in Islam This is the second day of the youth program. Yesterday we discussed some aspects about where does our happiness lie in how we will be able to make this worldly life a place of happiness, a place of serenity, peace. And how we can get the everlasting success of the hereafter. And apart from whatever discussion we have had, the various other programs that you have been listening to yesterday and today are all centered around one basic theme. And that is how we can get closer to Allah Ta'ala. There might be various different dimensions that we discussed. But eventually it all comes down to this basic aspect. that How can we get closer to Allah Ta'ala? How can we disconnect from what is besides Allah Ta'ala? And connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala? So, this is the essential thing that we connect ourselves to our creator, our sustainer, our nourisher, and who is the controller of everything, the controller of our hearts, who can bring peace and happiness into our hearts merely by His command. Allah is not in need of anything. Allah decides, and it is. So that being who has all power and who is fully in control, we have to turn to Him and He will then fill our hearts with peace, with happiness. He will open the way forward for us. Many questions came in after yesterday's programs, whatever programs took place for the day, there were some questions that came in. And in the time that we have available today, we will try to answer whatever we can. May Allah make it a means of benefit for one and all. It will be difficult to get into the specifics of each question, but there are some questions which can be answered with one answer. And first and foremost, that is what I wish to do. There were many questions that came in, and the answer to all these various questions is that we need to take advice and guidance on a regular basis from somebody who is experienced, somebody who is known to be a person of Allah Ta'ala, who is pious, and there are many, many Alhamdulillah, mashaykh and ulama kiram in our city, in and around the overport areas. And they are capable of giving us the guidance that is necessary, that is required. There might be somebody we can refer to in terms of simple day-to-day issues among the Mu'allimas maybe. But This is the bottom line. That when a person walks ahead with somebody showing the road and somebody who has the knowledge of the road, somebody who has the foresight, Allah Taala has blessed everybody with some extent of something, then that person will be able to point out that, look, don't step here. This will be harmful. This is a very slippery road. Walk carefully here and watch out, if you turn left here, you will go into the wrong direction, and you will get lost, so just keep on the main road, etc. When there is a guide, it becomes very easy to move ahead. And there will be various challenges that come up on the road. Now, for example, some of the things that we brought up, somebody wanted to know that how does one control the rebellious feelings that come within one in teenage years. For example, there is one question, Then somebody wanted to know that uh, how does one uphold one's Iman in a corrupted environment. Then somebody wanted to find out about the manner of controlling anger, anger management, and how to stay positive, and various other questions of this nature. Now there will be some basic principles that can be given which will apply all the time. That if a person follows those principles, then inshallah, a person can generally move ahead. But, by and large, the situation is that everybody's challenges, everybody's situations, everybody's specific circumstances are different. And therefore, in the light of those specific circumstances, in the light of those specific situations, the advice is not the same for everybody. For somebody, the advice is one thing, and for somebody else, the advice, for a seemingly similar situation, the advice is different, because the person's personal circumstances are different. And when a person has a guide to guide one along, a person who can understand what the situation is, who has the knowledge, then you will find that many of these issues become very, very easy to overcome. It is not that there won't be issues. It is not that there won't be challenges. Challenges are there in life for everybody. Nobody is without challenges. Nobody is without emotional feelings. There is nobody that doesn't have these ups and downs. Every single person has some good days and some low days. There are very few people maybe who have complete 100% control over anger. Otherwise, by and large, to some extent somebody little more, somebody some little less. People slip up with anger, people slip up with controlling themselves in environments that are very destructive. These are things which affect everybody in life. It's not exclusive to one person or two people. But and that's the big but thereafter there's two types of situations or two types of approaches. One is the approach of that person who decides to take a guide. That, I slipped here now, what do I do? I slipped up, I already slipped up, but what do I do? So the person will be guided, the work person will be advised of how to come out of the mess. How to come out of the problem that the person has put himself into. And when the person takes that one step forward and takes that advice... Now that will help to get safe from slipping again. And if the person had been careful and taking the advice up front, then inshallah the person may not have even slipped entirely. Some small things happen with everybody. But any major disaster inshallah one will get saved from. So the lesson and the message is that we need to get guidance. We need to get advice specifically for our circumstances via Our some mahram we get the advice from some person who is capable of guiding us nowadays things have become very simple and easy to communicate in terms of dini guidance as well so that is the thing to do that is the long term solution there can be other symptomatic solutions, something that will just help for the moment but as soon as a person is faced with a danger again, person sometimes forgets what I was advised about, or how should I conduct myself. So this ongoing guidance, this ongoing advice. This is what will take a person comfortably forward. Now that was on a general note, but now to take it a little bit more specific, one of the most common situations that many seem to find themselves in, and many of the questions are centered around this is, that how does one maintain control and how does one repel the distractions, the temptations. In various different situations and settings, the person is in a situation where people around are all inclined towards something haram. Maybe they all are sitting on their devices and getting up to something wrong. Or the conversation in which one is seated, now the conversation becomes haram. Somebody has got a completely different mindset. And now they want to talk about haram relationships. They want to talk about their illicit activities. Allah forbid. So now what does one do in these kind of situations? The dilemma is, the so-called dilemma I should say, that on the one hand, this is my friend. Now I can't offend her, if I tell her something, what, How will she feel and on the other hand this is my deen and I can't become part of a haram conversation now what do I do so this is something that we need to understand very nicely number one we don't ever deliberately offend somebody we don't deliberately offend somebody this is something that we should be very very careful about Number two, if we are saying the correct thing in the correct way, with the correct intention, then, inshallah, it will certainly be effective. And if somebody still gets offended at that, provided we said what is correct, but we said it in the correct way also. We were courteous, we were polite, we said it with compassion and kindness, And we said it with the correct intention. Our only purpose in saying what we said was to keep the person away from anything that is wrong and bring the person closer to Allah Ta'ala. No other purpose, no personal agenda involved in it. Then Inshallah it will certainly be effective. If not immediately, it will have its effect later in time. But if the person still felt offended, now this is where we will have to make our mind up what we want to do. We can't have it both ways. As they say, you can't butter your bread both sides. Maybe physically it's possible, but we can't be that a person has got one leg in Jannat and the other leg in Jahannam. No, it doesn't happen like that. We have to choose and decide now who, we, who do we want to please. We don't deliberately offend anybody, but who do we want to please? We want to please Allah Ta'ala or please our friend? Now, for example, there's a group sitting and somebody said, look, this is what I am now up to. And, uh, you know, I went here and I did this. And giving all their wrong activities or taking that conversation in that direction, speaking about illicit relationships, about haram relationships. So you need to decide at that time, that do I want to please Allah, Allah or please Nafs and Shaitan? Because Nafs and Shaitan are now Stirring this person into this haram conversation. Allah is displeased with this. So on that occasion, there is an advice which hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala gave and she is our role model. She is the role model for the Muslim woman. Not the people that have fallen out there on the streets who have no shame, who have no modesty, who are without any values, without any morals. Where can there ever be any guidance for us? And what kind of Example can they ever set for us? Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala ha, she is a true role model. So once Hazrat Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala who wrote to her and asked her for some advice. So she replied, and the advice she gave was that man talaba riddallahi bi Is taraba Ridan nasi bi ishhhatillah, or rather, first she said man talaba riddallahi bi ishatin nas that the person who will seek the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala but in the process sometimes end up displeasing people. It happens, unfortunately, people all don't take it in the correct way. You need a heart to be able to listen to somebody telling you that something is wrong. Otherwise, if a person doesn't have that heart, no matter how genuine the person is, how sincere the person is, And how clear-cut our mistake is. Sometimes it's glaring. And somebody is telling us it's in a very nice way, in a compassionate way, out of concern. But immediately we'll jump to our defense. And we'll try to, Allah forbid, sometimes justify what we are doing. Because it needs a heart. A person needs a heart. And this is what values are all about. This is what values are all about, to adorn our inside. Nowadays, all the focus is on adorning the outside. All the focus is on adorning the things, ourselves with the perishable things of this world. But the perishable things don't give value to anybody. Imagine, I will put the, normally the example is given from to men from the perspective of a woman. So I'm going to turn it around the other way now. That supposing somebody got married. Now before they got married, what was the criteria, what they... Based the criteria on And in any case that's one of the questions That what is the criteria Or what should one look for In marriage in a husband Who should be the type of person That one should be looking for So this example will inshallah shed some light on that as well That somebody Now wanted to get married So They had some maybe proposals From different people So one person Was driving a very smart car Really top of the range. And then he was dressed also with the very smart clothes. He had a very expensive watch on his hand as well. Rolex or whatever these watches are Allah knows best. And the phone that he took out that nobody else had in town. Because he had to take that phone out because otherwise how does somebody's gonna know that? So he had to receive a call. Somehow he made the If he didn't receive the call, he had to just suddenly make a call that time. So you will notice what phone he had as well. And then, while he was talking on the phone, and you overheard the conversation, it wasn't anything under under billions that he was talking about. He was talking about billions all the time. Whether he was talking to somebody real on the other end or not, that's another story. But he was talking big, big figures, not telephone figures, But telephone figures with the international dialing code. So, now this is one person. And very good looking as well. He has all the outward features and everything that uh, something that people would give as a preference. So everything is there. In terms of the outward side. So, judging on that, that girl made the decision that this is the person proposal I'm going to accept. Because he's driving a very smart car, at least I will also be able to sit in that smart car and drive around with him. And uh, you know, maybe I'll also get now, he's got that kind of watch and that's a his, I'll have the hers. And likewise, all the other devices and gadgets... And while well, he was talking about billions. So maybe I'll get an allowance of some millions. So all those dreams, those dreams are based on what? On all the outward things. Of the artificial things. Of things that are perishable. Now she got married. When she got married, the first day, the person now started speaking in a very abrupt manner. He started speaking very very harshly and then suddenly it turns out this person doesn't have any etiquette, doesn't have any kind of concern that now I have brought somebody into my home and I have made her leave her family, I have made her leave her entire whatever she had been accustomed to all these years so now I go to care for her correctly. He's now just merely hardly twenty four hours have gone since the marriage and he's bossing her around and ordering her around. Now you can still see that car parked outside there. that phone is still there and it turned out that those billions were real also. It wasn't just he was talking to some phony person on the other end. You saw the bank balances the bank statements are there and he has already written out the check that he wants to make out for you for this month's allowance for one million. But he turned out to be somebody vulgar. He's already using languages on you. And he's you can already see his violent nature. His anger is already in one small trivial thing. He's already hitting the roof. Now how happy are you to see that car and that phone and that million run check and all the persons that person's good looks also fade into insignificance. You don't look at him anymore. See this person doesn't have any any manners, any brains How does he conduct himself? He's just newly married He brings somebody into his home Not even one day has gone past And he is behaving in this manner What will happen later in life? What will happen when now If this is, if this is the so called honeymoon If the honeymoon is so bitter If the honeymoon is so bitter Then when the honeymoon is over There is no honey left now How bitter that will be? So now what has happened? What has changed? The inside now has exposed itself. Outside, what was there, is still there. All the outside is still right in front. It's all in front of the eyes. It can be seen. But the person's inside has been exposed. And the inside was rotten. The inside, there was no values. There was nothing within that brings those true qualities out in a person. So all that outside glitter and glamour also lost its value. Nothing, the person, does, you don't even want to look at the person now. That good looks were very attractive, but now you are beginning to feel pain to even look in the person's direction. You want to look the other way. So, what has changed? The outside doesn't have any attraction left in it. And how often this happens? The person married the, one of his dreams, as they call. In a short time, they don't want to even look at one another. The nikah hasn't broken yet, but they are estranged completely. What has happened? What has changed? That person is still looking the same. Not that they have grown very old now. Overnight they have become 50 years older. Everything else is out there just the same. But this is the point to think about and this is why this is being emphasized that we put all our attention on the outer things. Whereas the outer things will all fade into insignificance in a very short time. At least the inner things that will count. Now somebody may not be Possessing that greater degree of beauty May not have any wealth May not have that fancy car May not have all the other smart things around Very basic maybe the person is But the person has true values Whether it is the male Whether it is the female But they have true values They have compassion in their life They have sober and tolerance They have that heart within them to be able to digest many things and not even make it known on the face that something has happened who have the ability to forgive and forget who have the true feeling of gratitude quality of gratitude within them now these are the jewels and these are the diamonds and these are the rubies and the sapphires and these are the gems of the inside And this is something which all the money in the world cannot buy. This is what makes a person valuable. And this value, it shows itself out. In time, people will realize that what a valuable person this person is. Not because of the outside. Because of what is inside. Because of the values a person possesses in the heart. Not the values in the hands. So... We digressed a bit, we were talking about that today everything is, all the focus is on the outside, we have to now start developing the inside, developing the values. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala was giving that advice, we were talking about that, that she said that the person who pleases Allah wa ta'ala and in the process incurs the displeasure of people. Then Allah wa Taala will please the people. The day will come. Allah Taala will take care of them. Allah Taala will put it in the heart of the person who one had to advise, and that person got angry, or upset, and said, "I don't have anything to you to do with you." But Allah Taala will, in time, put the respect for you in the heart of that person. For that moment, you will have to just bear that with patience. But you can't have it both ways. That please the people in the wrong, and at the same time please Allah Taala also. Both can't happen. So you're going to decide. So therefore, the Aisha thereafter says, nas bi nas." And the one who pleases people, and in the process displeases Allah Taala, then Allah Taala will hand you over to the people then. And in the end what will happen, Allah is displeased also and the people are also displeased. Because you can't keep up with people's expectations. And something with the other will happen. And that person will be displeased also. So you lost the dunya, you lost the akhirat as well. So we need to have courage. We cannot be without any courage. So we have to take the courage, we have to do the right thing. We we are not sheep that just follow anybody who is doing anything. Somebody is doing something wrong too, we must follow it. No, no, no. We must have that mental strength, that inner strength, that I am not such a weakling, that somebody says something, if I don't do it, then I am going to be out of the group, so I am going to be too affected by that, so I just got to follow with the flow. And i just going to get carried away by the floodwaters. No, no, I'm not so weak. I'm not such a weakling and I'm not spineless. I will be able to stand my ground for the correct things, for the truth. In a nice way, with compassion, if somebody then doesn't want to associate with me, Allah will create friends for me. Because in awliya'uhu illa if I don't have a friend in the worldly things, in the worldly terms, because people want to do wrong, then my friend is Allah Ta'ala. In awliya'uhu illa al Muttaqun, the friends of Allah Ta'ala, the Muttaqun, the pious people, those who adopt taqwa. So these challenges come to everybody. But this is what we need to realize, that we have to hold our ground, we have to be strong. We have to tell ourselves we are strong. We have to be positive about it, and turn to Allah Ta'ala for that help. And then we see, we cannot have it both ways. This is clear cut. We just cannot have it both ways, that we please people in their wrong. And please, Allah Ta'ala also, it can't happen. So, this is what we need to keep in mind. And we need to talk to ourselves sometimes. Don't talk loudly. People will think something is wrong with you. But talk to yourselves within yourself. That, Allah Ta'ala created me. Allah Ta'ala gave me everything. Allah Ta'ala nourished me. And now somebody else wants to distract me from Allah Ta'ala. Why should I please that person? I am not such a weakling. Am I so weak? No, I am not. I can stand my ground. That person will get upset. Allah Ta'ala will bring him back. Or bring her back. And if not, Allah Ta'ala will bring somebody better. And uh, I will get left alone. No, I will never be left alone. Allah Ta'ala is with me. Allah Ta'ala is with the pious. We reassure ourselves from within. Because shaitan keeps putting these fears. As shaitanu al-faqr wa ya'murukum bil-fahsha. That is shaitan's job. To keep... Uh, Bringing various kinds of fears in the heart of a person You do this right thing You are going to get left out You do that right thing You are going to be without friends You do that right thing Then you are going to be probably Without even getting married also And if you don't chat on the Mix it and so on Then you will probably be Totally like an outcast All these baseless and futile fears Shaitan puts in the hearts of people So we need to be one above We need to be strong and hold our ground, and say, I am not going to be, misled by all this. So in any case, this too again, as mentioned right at the beginning, is something that one, takes guidance, regarding one specific situation, and inshallah, in the light of that specific situation, what we will ask for advice, we will get the advice, and Allah Ta'ala will open the way out for us. Mashwara, is a very very great thing. In the Quran Sharif also, Allah Ta'ala commands about making mashwara. Taking Advice and there is a lot of Barkat in that Mashwara Sometimes a very simple straightforward thing But a person makes that Mashwara And takes that advice Then that very simple thing which we thought Was a mountain That becomes nothing because it was nothing And sometimes a very complicated Thing also but with the Barkat of Mashwara that complicated things Also become very very easy to Overcome So that is the main thing that is the Bottom line that a person subjects themselves to the mashwara of somebody. And in whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstances are, whatever the problem is, whatever the issue is, we take advice and we move forward and inshallah we'll see how things then start opening out and how the problems seem to disappear from without us realizing how it happened. Then there were various other questions In terms of how does one uh, overcome the issues of teenage years, we discussed some of that. Parent issues. There is a question about parent issues. We have discussed this question and these aspects in detail in some of the Tarbiyah lessons that take place on a weekly basis at the Madrasa. If somebody wishes, they may acquire the recordings, and inshallah you will be able to ascertain what should be your stance and how you should conduct yourself in terms of the issues with your parents. But the general and basic rule is that to succeed in life, then you will have to suppress some of your feelings and respect your parents. Sometimes the parents are making some demands or saying something which is incorrect then you will obviously not do what is incorrect. But you will do that with respect. And here again, many a times, it may be necessary that you take guidance from somebody on your specific situation, so that some specific advice that pertains to you could be given, and you can correctly handle the situation. There is that reality sometimes where parents miss the mark, where they are... But we cannot at any stage become disrespectful to our parents. Otherwise their error is one problem. Our misconduct and our disrespect will be a more, greater problem. That will be an even more serious issue. So therefore we keep in mind this at all times, that we conduct ourselves correctly with our parents. There were questions also about how to gain the closeness to Allah Ta'ala, how to concentrate in Salah. These are Aspects that need to be dealt with in some detail. In terms of closeness to Allah, that comes back to the same thing of associating with the pious. In our context, in the context of females, for the females, associating with the pious, this would be in terms of, for example, the pious woman in our environment, in our neighborhood, or wherever we get an opportunity. There are some very pious people. We try to be in their company for whatever time possible. Apart from that, we read the kitabs, we listen to the CDs, etc. of the acknowledged Ahlullah, of the acknowledged pious people. For example, Hazrat Mawainu S.A. Now, this is something which we don't need to have anybody to explain to us anything. It's clear cut, it's straightforward. We can be very, very safe that we have got what we, where we will benefit from entirely. And there's no doubts in the issue. So that is what is being referred to. We don't take things from unknown sources. We don't read books from about from people or written by people who we are not aware of. It might be looking very good. The content might seem excellent. And some are excellent from beginning to end. Some are excellent from beginning to end. And some have some very dangerous ideas in between. And we don't know the authors. We will... Not be able to distinguish what is what, and we will be in a severe problem. We can sometimes endanger our Iman as well. So, we listen to the CDs, listen to the talks, and read the books of the Ahlullah, but with the intention of our Islah, and so that we get closer to Allah, not for the purpose of entertainment. Unfortunately, that is a general problem in this time that people listen to talks also for entertainment. So, they sit in a very relaxing manner. So that now it's time to relax and listen to a talk. That's not the adab and that's not the etiquette and that doesn't bring the benefits. The talk is very good, but we'll get the benefit when we also listen with the intention of Islah and our reformation and for the purpose of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala and we listen with the proper etiquette and adab. So that will, inshallah, the more we get closer to Allah Ta'ala, our salah will also become more. Uh, it will we'll gain the concentration in our salah It will become more valuable and all the other things will slowly start falling into place. This is when we will first start building our iman in the environments of iman and by means of associating with the works of the Ahlullah. There are many other questions here but time has already run out. We won't be able to take any more questions right now. So if anybody still wishes to ask something, they may leave the question or... Uh, send it later to the madrasa, and inshallah, those answers will be sent off either by email or in, uh, it can be picked up from the madrasa in whichever way is convenient. Uh, we will terminate on this. May Allah wa ta'ala accept whatever was said, whatever was heard in this program, in the programs that took place over the two days. May Allah ta'ala make it a means of great benefit and blessing for each one may allah taala guide each one of us towards his pleasure save us from everything that will displease him keep us steadfast on sirat mustaqim and grant us all the best of this world and the best of the hereafter wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahirabbil alamin allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakash shukru kulluhu allahumma la nuhsiithana an alayka anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jazallaahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu ربنا غلمنا انفسنا وان لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وَاعْفُوَ وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ان نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصل الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآل به وصحابه الجمعين. والحمد لله رب العالمين